Hey there, this is Devin from Legal Eagle. You're smart. And I know that you're smart because you're listening to this podcast. But if you want even more incredible, educational-ish content from me and my friends, then you've got to get Nebula. Because in addition to offering tons of terrific podcasts ad-free, Nebula is a place where my friends and I get to release tons of experimental and exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Plus, all of my videos are ad-free. Just head to watchnebula.com slash radio to sign up now. So, Matt Gates. It's time to think like a very busy criminal defense lawyer because what is going on with the Matt Gates scandal? And I'm afraid we're going to have to be more specific than that because it appears that there is a scandal inside of a scandal inside of a scandal. It's like one of those Russian nesting dolls, but it's all Florida men all the way down. But the question is, did any of Matt Gates's alleged relationships break the law? Are the wild stories about Matt Gates and his father just a pack of lies dreamed up by two men who are trying to blackmail the Gates family, or does it hold some truth? So let's go through the timeline of allegations against Congressman Gates and see if any of these allegations might give rise to illegal conduct. And let me stress that at this point, these allegations are all unproven. He denies everything and there are conflicting accounts. But one thing is certain that if you thought that weird political scandals were going to end with the Trump administration, you haven't been paying attention to Florida, man. So let's start at the beginning. In late March, political news sites reported that Gates was thinking about not running for re-election and becoming a talking head on the news organization Newsmax. Some reported that he was even thinking about ending his term early so that he could join the private sector. But this left a lot of people scratching their heads about why a young congressman would consider Newsmax a promotion. Well, as we would soon learn, the Department of Justice was apparently investigating Gates for federal crimes. And here's some free hashtag not legal advice. We're Working for cable TV does not give you any immunity from prosecution. But not long after, the New York Times reported that the DOJ was investigating Gates for possibly having had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paying her to travel with him. Not surprisingly, several federal statutes make it illegal to induce someone under the age of 18 to travel over state lines to engage in sex in exchange for money or something of value. The main federal law is 8 U.S.C. 1591, which prohibits sex trafficking of children by force, fraud, or coercion. And for purposes of this law, a minor is someone under the age of 18 years old. The statute also makes it a federal offense to knowingly recruit, entice, harbor, transport, provide, obtain, or maintain a minor knowing or in reckless disregard of the fact that the victim is a minor and would be caused to engage in a commercial sex act. And that is defined exactly the way you would think it was. Now, section 1591 does not require proof that either the defendant or victim crossed state lines or international lines. The prosecution also doesn't need to prove the defendant used force, threats of force, fraud, or coercion. But if the victim was between 14 and 17 years old, the penalty is a minimum sentence of of uh, 10 years in prison up to life. Now, Gates has denied the charges and told the New York Times, quote, I have a suspicion that someone is trying to recategorize my generosity to ex-girlfriends as something more untoward, which sort of raises the question, uh, how do you mischaracterize generosity toward someone who is not a minor in this context? But that is a question for another time. And here there are reports that the alleged 17-year-old victim was also involved in a felony sex trafficking count against Joel Greenberg. Greenberg is a former Seminole County, Florida tax collector who's been charged with 33 counts from four indictments, including uh, sex trafficking with a minor whom Gates was allegedly involved with. Now, Greenberg is also one of Gates's Florida pals. Here they are goofing around with no 
lone upstanding citizen, Roger Stone, and here they are at the White House. Now, Greenberg became the youngest tax collector in the county's history and allegedly has spent over $1 million on guns, body armor, and his own cryptocurrency scheme and drone while in office. And in 2017, Greenberg pulled over a woman he thought was speeding to scold her while he wore his tax collector's badge that resembled a sheriff's badge. And for some reason, he even had flashing police lights on the top of his SUV. Now, amazingly, the Florida state attorney wrote in a letter that Greenberg was, quote, being given the benefit of the doubt that his intentions were pure. Therefore, he did not commit the crime of impersonating a police officer. And look, I've been to Florida, so that does seem to check out, but that probably wouldn't fly in any other context in any other state. But in 2018, Gates publicly endorsed Greenberg's bid for re-election, saying that one day Greenberg would make a fine member of Congress. We'll pause to let that one sink in. But Greenberg was then charged with stalking and harassing a teacher who was running against him in the Republican primary. Greenberg had apparently set up fake online profiles to defame the teacher and sent several letters to the school where he worked saying that the man engaged in inappropriate conduct with his students. In July of 2019, Gates and Greenberg left obnoxious voicemails on the cell phone of Florida State Representative Anna Escamani, a Democrat saying, This is your favorite tax collector. I'm up in the panhandle with your favorite U.S. Congressman, Mr. Gates. Then, in August of 2020, Greenberg was indicted on 14 more counts, including sex trafficking charges related to a minor between the ages of 14 and 17. Now, unfortunately, the details of Greenberg's alleged trafficking scheme are also essential to understanding why Gates is in hot water. First, federal prosecutors allege that Greenberg used his position as tax collector to access the Florida Driver and Vehicle Information Database, where he would research women and girls. Some of the individuals Greenberg researched were involved in sugar daddy relationships with Greenberg. And Greenberg allegedly abused his position and took surrendered driver's licenses before they were shredded by his office staff and created new IDs with his photograph, but with the personal information of his residence. And not surprisingly, during a search, police found fake IDs in Greenberg's office and materials used to create those IDs as well. Greenberg, of course, denies all of these allegations. Which takes us back to Congressman Gates. Gates allegedly visited the Seminole County tax collector's office at least twice after hours, according to text messages reviewed by the Orlando Sentinel and the Daily Beast. And on April 16, 2018, Greenberg visited the Lake Mary, Florida branch of his tax collection agency. Surveillance footage captured Greenberg standing near a desk with another man, but Greenberg forgot to set the alarm on the way out, which concerned the assistant branch manager when she went to work on Monday morning. That employee found driver's licenses scattered all over the desk instead of in the appropriate disposal basket. She reviewed the camera footage and alerted her boss who sent Greenberg a text message saying, quote, did you happen to visit the Lake Mary office on the weekend? The Daily Beast reports that Greenberg responded, yes, I was showing Congressman Gates what our operation looked like. Did I leave something on? And according to the Daily Beast, text messages show that Greenberg was helping Gates get some duplicate IDs. They report that on September 2nd, 2018, Greenberg directly asked an employee to quickly create a new card that complies with the heightened security standards of Real ID, a process that would normally require providing additional documentation, according to the images. The Daily Beast goes on to report that Greenberg texted one of his employees, quote, Amy, is there any way to assist one of our congressmen in getting an emergency replacement ID or DL by Tuesday? 2 p.m. He was lost yesterday and he's got a flight Tuesday. Doesn't have any other form of ID currently on him. Sorry to bother you on a Sunday. Greenberg then confirmed that the favor was for, quote, Matthew Lewis Gates Jr., born May 7th, 1982. If you didn't know, Gates represents Northwest Florida, while Greenberg was tax collector in Seminole County, which is 472 miles away from Gates's district. So why did Gates need the tax collector from outside his district to create IDs for him? 
These are, of course, red flags. So when the Secret Service was apparently investigating Greenberg for identity theft, they discovered the link to Gates. And shortly before the story about Gates broke, Greenberg was indicted yet again, this time for allegedly submitting false claims to receive pandemic relief aid from the government and trying to bribe a government official. Yes, Greenberg allegedly did all of this after his other legal troubles. And reports say that the independent Gates investigation was launched under the Trump administration and that Attorney General Bill Barr was briefed on the matter and actively tried to avoid meeting Gates in person because of potential improprieties given the ongoing investigation. And there is yet more evidence that the Gates-Greenberg investigation involves other Florida officials. A woman told investigators that she had had sex with Greenberg, Gates, and another guy involved in Florida GOP politics. Several sources told reporters from floridapolitics.com that the third man is former Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulations Secretary, Hazley Bashirs, who resigned in January. The woman allegedly was a minor at the time of the sexual encounter, and several reporters say that she has already testified in front of a grand jury about having had sex with Matt Gates, And according to another unnamed Florida Republican who claims to be influential in state politics, Greenberg texted him on August 14th and started fuming about the investigation. The source claims that Greenberg was paying the legal fees for the woman who allegedly slept with Gates and Greenberg. Quote, Greenberg initially referred to the young woman as Vintage 99, referring to the year she was born, 1999. Pro tip, putting inculpatory evidence in digital form, especially when you're talking about the birth date of a minor, really not the best way to conduct criminal activity. According to reports, Greenberg wrote, I'm having to pay for Vintage 99 to retain a lawyer. They, the federal agents, contacted her and are wanting her to talk. She doesn't want to talk to them. Now, paying for someone's legal fees is not necessarily illegal, but it does raise a whole host of questions. Uh, the woman in question is now allegedly 20, but was allegedly 17 at the time of the encounter. And the friend said that Greenberg and Gates shared girlfriends and paid their bills. And after the investigation started, Greenberg apparently reached out to his friends, stating, I'm trying to let everyone know who came into contact with any of these girls. The feds are going through my Venmo history and don't want anyone to be caught off guard. To which one of Greenberg's friends responded promptly by saying that he wasn't on Venmo and had no such history with any of these women. And quote, absolutely positively leave my name the f out of any of this. I'm serious about this, Joel. And meanwhile, the third man in the White House photo op with Greenberg and Gates has been identified. His name is Chris Dorworth, a former member of the Florida legislature who was close with Gates. Dorworth quit his job with a lobbying firm late last week, and his presence has now been scrubbed from the firm's website. Dorworth and Gates allegedly plotted to run a sham third-party candidate during a state Senate race to help out Jason Brodeur, another friend of Gates. The two men said they probably didn't discuss running a sham candidate, and Dorworth added, there would be nothing illegal about it if we had. Greenberg may also have some dirt on other Florida politicians as well. He allegedly used taxpayer money to pay for other Florida politicians and WWE wrestler Matt Morgan, known as Blueprint, for quote, consulting services. Auditors have yet to find the documentation for what these payments were actually for. Morgan happened to owe about $40,000 in federal taxes and the consulting payments happened to be for about $40,000. Florida voters later elected Blueprint to the Longwood City Commission because of course they did. This is Florida after all. And back to Greenberg, sources told the New York Times that Greenberg would find women on sugar daddy websites, forums that would connect people who would go on dates in exchange for gifts, fine dining, travel and allowances, and presumably have sex with them. He would then allegedly introduce these women to Gates who would also have sex with him. And the report said that the men would meet women to form mutually beneficial relationships between the two parties. 
But this probably goes without saying, but in America, you cannot pay for sex without breaking the law. So let's talk about the crime of solicitation. The New York Times originally reported that Greenberg and Gates had paid women for sex using Cash App and Apple Pay, stating, quote, the Times has reviewed receipts from Cash App, a mobile payments app, and Apple Pay that show payments from Mr. Gates and Mr. Greenberg to one of the women and a payment from Mr. Greenberg to a second woman. The woman told their friends the payments were for sex with the two men, according to two people familiar with the conversations. In encounters during 2019 and 2020, Mr. Gates and Mr. Greenberg instructed the women to meet at certain times and places, often at hotels around Florida, and would tell them the amount of money they were willing to pay according to the messages and interviews. And additionally, the Daily Beast reports that they obtained records that the two men also used Venmo to pay the women for sex. Again, allegedly. Two of the transactions are from May of 2018 when Gates sent Greenberg $900. The first transaction from Gates says test. The second paid Greenberg $900 with a memo reading hit up blank using a nickname for one of the girls. Six hours later, Greenberg paid three young women $900. In the memo line for the payments, Greenberg wrote tuition, school, and school. One of the girls had just turned 18 about six months before the transaction, so the report does not name her. And according to the Daily Beast, Gates's Venmo transactions were once public, but they disappeared this week as the investigation moves forward. Just a reminder, you may want to set all of your Venmo transactions to private, whether you're doing something illegal or not. Hashtag not legal advice. The Daily Beast was also able to confirm that the circles of contact between Gates and Greenberg overlap using Venmo records, Instagram, and campaign finance records. Quote, Gates and Greenberg share two direct Venmo connections with women who received payments from Greenberg. Greenberg is also accused of misusing taxpayer funds with at least $300,000 allegedly being used for hotels, travel, meals, consulting, and even cash advances on a county credit card, which takes us to the possible crime of enticement of a minor. If Greenberg and Gates had contact with minors using technology, like these sugar daddy websites or text messages or payment apps, if that's true, they could be charged with violating 18 USC 2422, which makes it a crime to use the US mail or certain technologies such as the internet, the telephone to persuade, induce, entice, or coerce a minor to engage in prostitution or any other illegal sexual activity. And it's possible that these alleged acts might give rise to a violation of the Mann Act as well. But there's also the international travel aspect of this. Federal investigators are also looking into a Bahamas trip that Gates allegedly took in late 2018 or early 2019 with a marijuana entrepreneur. The marijuana guy allegedly paid for the travel accommodations and female escorts. But even if the other guy was responsible, that wouldn't necessarily get Gates off the hook because 18 USC 2423 makes it a felony to, quote, knowingly transport an individual who has not attained the age of 18 years in interstate or foreign commerce with the intent that the individual engage in prostitution or any sexual activity for which a person can be charged uh, with a criminal offense. This law targets human trafficking of underage people. The minimum penalty for this offense is 10 years and the maximum is life. And additionally, the New York Times reports that Gates was allegedly using drugs. Quote, some of the men and women took ecstasy, an illegal mood altering drug before having sex, including Mr. Gates, two people familiar with the encounters said. Now, of course, there are the drug violations themselves, but if this is true, Gates has legal exposure under the Trafficking Persons Protection Act of 2000, which makes it illegal to coerce any person, adult, or child into sex acts. And in the past, federal prosecutors have filed trafficking charges against people suspected of providing drugs in exchange for sex because facilitating another person's drug habit can be a form of coercion. 
And then there's the issue of paying for hotel stays and meals in exchange for some sort of relationship. The Times reported that Gates had a cover story for anyone asking about his relationships. Quote, in some cases, Mr. Gates asks women to help find others who might be interested in having sex with him and his friends, according to two people familiar with those conversations. Should anyone acquire about their relationships, one person said, Mr. Gates told the women to say that he had paid for hotel rooms and dinners as part of their dates. And CNN spoke to two women who claimed to have attended several parties with Greenberg and Gates. Some of the parties took place after GOP political events. They say that they shared drugs like cocaine and ecstasy at the parties and witnessed Matt Gates taking pills. She said that he behaved like a quote, frat type of party boy. It probably goes without saying, but if Gates did in fact use campaign funds for illegal activities or even non-campaign activities, that could certainly give rise to a campaign finance violation. CNN has reviewed receipts indicating that Greenberg and Gates used digital payment apps to send hundreds of dollars uh, to at least one woman at these parties. One receipt had a label indicating the payment was for travel. And one of the women told CNN that Greenberg sent her money after some of these parties. She confirmed that some of the money was payment for sex, but she did not disclose who she slept with. The woman said that she did not receive money directly from Gates. And Greenberg allegedly bragged about partying with Gates. A source close to Greenberg alleges that he often, quote, sent identically worded messages to multiple women, inviting them to parties through the so-called sugar daddy dating websites. If this is true, prosecutors would need evidence proving that there was some coercion because generally speaking, it's not illegal to pay for hotels and dinner or give gifts as long as the people are actually both adults. And along these lines, Gates has defended his actions saying, quote, I've definitely in my single days provided for women I've dated, you know, I've paid for flights for hotel rooms. I've been, you know, generous as a partner. I think someone is trying to make that look criminal when it's not. And then there is the issue of the potential nude photos on his phone. Gates allegedly showed other lawmakers' photos and videos of nude women he had said he had slept with, even showing pictures on the house floor. Now, is talking about sexual relationships a crime? No, not necessarily. But given the context, it is possible there was some illegality. First of all, if the photos or videos are of a minor girl, you can understand exactly why that would be illegal. And additionally, if the photos or videos were taken without consent, that could also be a crime. Washington DC is one of the few jurisdictions with a so-called revenge porn law. This revenge porn law criminalizes the dissemination of sexually explicit photographs of anyone without his or her consent. But these revenge porn laws are not without controversy because they criminalize some form of sexting and are not necessarily pornographic. And then there are also the First Amendment implications. Former Democratic Representative Katie Hill resigned after her ex-husband shared nude photos of her. And a conservative website and British tabloid published those pictures. Hill quit and filed a lawsuit against the tabloid for violating California's revenge porn law. But just this week, a California court ruled that the publication was protected by the First Amendment. And ironically, Hill and Gates formed an unlikely friendship when she was in Congress. Now, grand jury proceedings are supposed to remain secret, and we don't know for sure if one is actually looking at Matt Gates. However, things are certainly looking grim for the congressman on that front. On April 8th, Greenberg's lawyer told the media that his client was negotiating a plea deal with prosecutors. I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today. That's certainly a warning shot, and if you're Matt Gates's attorney, that's not something you want to hear from other defendants. And then, in perhaps the weirdest twist of all, on the same day that the allegations against Gates became public, he appeared on Fox News with Tucker Carlson. Gates denied the allegations, and then things got super weird when he said that he was the victim of an extortion plot. What is happening is an extortion of me and my family involving a former Department of Justice official. 
Gates also used it as an opportunity to remind Tucker Carlson of that time that he had dinner with Gates and one of his girlfriends. You and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. I, I, I don't remember the, the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, honestly. And then he pointed out that Carlson knows what it's like to be falsely accused of sex crimes. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do. And so you know what this feels like which is not a great way to ensure that you get a friendly interview in the future. But you should know that even if these extortion allegations are true, it's entirely possible for Gates to be a victim of extortion while also being investigated for illegal things that they actually have done. Often the only way to extort someone is that they engaged in some sort of illegal conduct. But at this point, we don't know where the fabrications start and end. And specifically, Gates says the two former government officials found out about the investigation and tried to shake down the Gates family. Gates said that his father had actually been wearing a wire in order to help the FBI catch the alleged extorters. Don Gates is a former Florida Senate president who was the wealthiest member of the Florida legislature. The Gates family actually became extremely wealthy through the hospice care industry, and the senior Gates has backed his son's claim. Of course, the two individuals accused of black mailing the Gates family have both denied these allegations. Even if someone was trying to extort Matt Gates and or his family, the mere fact of the extortion wouldn't change any of the criminal guilt associated with those alleged acts. So we'll see what happens with the extortion. Oh, and one last thing. I know right now you're probably fumbling with your phone trying to find the next podcast to listen to, but you can't because this is an ad. But it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can go to watchnebula.com slash radio. You can get access to all of our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping to support us make even more amazing content. So before you go, check out watchnebula.com slash radio to support this channel and this podcast directly.